uh, morning panel, uh, joined today by former London City Councillor Roger Carancy and former London Police Chief uh, Murray Faulkner. Thanks to you both for coming in. Thank you for Always having us. I, the hydro was out at Roger's place this morning. You can tell by the way he's dressed. Uh, <laughs> My air conditioning was working perfectly, although right. my wife doesn't like pressing the on button on that. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. The lights did flicker a couple of like, – Oh, uh, did they? I, I, I lost power like for two seconds a couple of times over the weekend. That's just because of your aura as you walk through your house. <laughs> well, I, I recognized uh, – I realized it must have gone out Sunday night because Monday morning when I was getting breakfast ready – I realized it was not 2 o'clock in the afternoon already, <laughs> but I uh, hope you had a, a good long weekend. You did. Um, one of the questions I wonder, if, one of the items I wonder if people were talking about over the weekend was uh, competition. Um, I saw a story recently that was kind of interesting about how competition is becoming more of a, uh, a kitchen table issue for a lot of people. Certainly, you know, I've, you know, a lot of issues we've been talking about on the program relate to competition from the telecoms, from banks to uh, grocery stores. The Competition Bureau is saying recently we need more competition in grocery. We could certainly use it in media. Uh, we're getting less and less of that. Does the federal government need to update its policy on competition here, do you think? Well, not only do they need to update it, I think uh – the commissioner of uh, competition has made multiple recommendations for changes in the federal legislation. <clears throat> and I think probably um, there will be updates of the Competition, competition Act. Uh, the question is how far will it go? Uh, there are some pretty wide-sweeping um, changes that, that the, Mr. Boswell uh, is recommending. And uh, from from having the authority – by the governing body to actually examine the books of a corporation. Right now, they have no power. It's all done by voluntary uh, compliance. So I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think many people are talking about the Competition Act. Everyone's talking about the cost of food and how that's up. And, you know, the, one of the problems is there's not just one simple solution to the cost of food. And you can't just blame it on the grocers. Prime example is uh, the cost of beef. So the farmer only gets what a packer, a slaughterhouse, is willing to pay. And grocery stores can only buy their meat from a slaughterhouse. So it's not the farmer that's making money, and it's not the grocery store that's making a lot of money. It's the packers that control it. And there's only two major packers in all of Canada. So we think it's the grocery store, but it's not. And so there is pluses and minus to having large uh, corporations have the ability to buy things cheaply. The question is, do they then pass that on to the consumer? We used to have in the neighborhood of eight big chains of grocery stores. Now I think we're down to about five, basically three in Ontario, Metro, Sobeys, and Loblaws. And it's it's unbelievable the number of different stores that those three companies own, particularly in the province of Ontario, that have likely 85% of the grocery business. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, I was, because I was talking about it recently and someone reminded me, I it kind of forget sometimes, we have allowed Walmart in, uh, Costco, you know, two American uh, companies, so we can do that. But I never thought of Walmart, but yeah, I mean, obviously well, there's, Walmart is a huge grocer these days. Well, you know, just to add one little thing to what Marie said uh, regarding uh, beef 
uh, the pr- production mm-hmm. of beef. And, and uh, I think you and I know the same person who knows a lot about it. Where, where, and one thing I found out that if a, a, a cattle, if a cow is over a certain uh, weight, they pay you less. It's just amazing that the beef industry is very, um, you know, ruled by a lot of rules, obviously, and it has to be. But I'll say one thing when it comes to the competition issue. I, I have no problem with competition. I think that's what Canada is founded on. The United States is founded on. That's capitalism. That's how it works. But you, you have to be careful because there are not enough clients to help support so many. And that's why it's it's consolidated. That's why things have happened. Uh, in your in in the banks, you know, one of the things in the banks. I'm glad we live in Canada and we have the rules we have for banks because we have not had a lot of bankruptcies when it comes to banks, just like the United States. Uh, because the bank, uh, the the acts that that are uh, that govern uh, banks, I think, have a lot more uh, rules in place that uh, allow them to conduct business, but conduct business in a way that uh, that helps, I think, support the uh, um, uh, support Canadians who save their money. Um, do they pay us enough in interest payments? Well, no, they don't. I mean, we all know that. And uh, could, would we like to get that up? Yes. But the competition rules, if they are going to change rules that allow more competition in, I'm fine for that. But you have to be prepared for the fallout because companies will come and companies will go. Uh, you can see it in the airline industry today. I mean, you always have new airlines that open up and then they find out there's not enough uh, There's not enough uh, um, passengers to uh, to. Uh, uh, to support them, so we have the in- industry, the airline industry. You've, you've had Swoop, who's come and gone very fairly quickly. Well, it's got picked up by another. By uh, Swoop got picked up by WestJet. Swoop WestJet was yeah. WestJet. Yeah. yeah, Swoop was WestJet. Sa- uh, yeah, they started Swoop. Same as Sunwing. Yeah, but they've they've started those companies. So that, I mean, Swoop, but they're amalgamating them, all, right? They, they they do. Yes. So again, the competition. You can know about the competition, but be prepared for consolidation again because that's just the way it goes. I mean, one of the problems for Canada is, and this is not an, ex, uh, an excuse for any of these companies, is we are geographically a very large country. I think sometimes we kind of forget that even being Canadians, and there's a cost to that, but that doesn't, that shouldn't excuse all these, like we're getting, we're getting it left and right. Yeah. So it, uh, the banks are a good example of, of limited competition, and, and so in my opinion, that's good. The Canadian banking industry is very strong, even though you're right. They're making billions, and on your own uh, savings account, it's it's minimal. Like, there are 28 uh, financial institutions in Canada, including the banks and credit unions, right? There are 7,000 in the United States by comparison. So even by population comparison, they are really uh, overbanked in the United States. One of our problems with our banking industry is it's seen as uh, a place to laundry money. There's not enough regulations over that versus the state. So there's that happy balance. We have a strong banking uh, industry in this country, partly because the government has so much control over them, where in the states they don't have as much control. But, but you know, so we're talking about changing the Competition Act by the federal government. But then, on the other hand, the federal government goes ahead and allows mergers like Rogers and Shaw. So now there's less. So it's it's a bizarre situation in our country where we want competition, but then the government goes ahead and says, oh, no, fewer are better. And we might soon see the Toronto Star by uh, National Post. But Post I think Media. that, you know, to me, that goes hand in hand with the meta and the, the Facebook uh, 
fiasco. I think those companies are looking for more money from the federal government. Like the government does hand out money to media. I mean, above and beyond the CBC. So, <laughs> yes. uh, so I, th- I think that's a play for all that, depending how it, it unfolds. We'll see. Um, it's we've we've lost too much media. We need more media. I'm not afraid of competition, but it's it seems to be going in the other direction. Start the Peacock Network. Well, we do. Oh, I mean, there's, there's already one. the there's Peacock already Network there. yeah, called yeah, NBC. Yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> I'll I'll just stage a coup. We'll have the <laughs> real go. Peacock yeah. Network. Uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> I want to turn our attention from competition to uh, trains. Uh, Go train service between London and Toronto is going to be ending in October. Uh, the good news is uh, Via Rail is apparently set to revive an old route. Uh, that it canceled during the pandemic. Uh, is this a good trade? Um, you know, Go Train never really got a good, a good go of it. I mean, what? it was like it started left London at five o'clock in the morning. Took four Come hours. On. I don't Come know. On. It I don't failed. Know. It, it was set up to fail. Yeah, I don't know I don't how you could have got a good read. I don't based. understand Metrolinx to begin with, which is a provincial government entity. And if the provincial government had any control over it, and they'd look at the route. Why would you think anyone from London would want to take a train at 5 a.m., go to St. Mary's? Like, it's... Listen, first and foremost, like, it, 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 what's past is past. It's done. It was stupid. We know that. But, but it could have been good. It, it could have been good if it was a two-hour yes. trip yeah. to Toronto. It would have been great. Having said that, it's time we had high-speed rail in Canada. I can't believe oh. that there are countries throughout the world that don't have the transportation systems we do that have high-speed rail. Roger, we'll be dead before that ever happens. And, Murray, you know no, what? It, 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 and I hear it happens all – I'm surprised that uh, the Ford government said that they would consider it. Who knows? Uh, but it, it needs to be done. If you want to deal with getting traffic off the 401, you need trail uh, train service. I am not going to take the train to Toronto. I will not do it. If you're going to have high-speed rail, then I'll think about it, and I will do it. But I'm not – getting out of my car because it's, you know, and, and I know how to at times get around. Like I said last week when we were ta- we talked about traffic in the city, use other roads. You can get there just as quick. just have to know where to go. But um, uh, it, they got to get high-speed rail here. I remember I was in Europe uh, a few years ago and taking uh, what was a seven-hour trip by car and a train that was three hours. That was amazing. With all due respect to the provincial and federal governments, they don't care about southwestern Ontario. When the federal government in 2019 asked for private proposals for high-speed rail that needed to be in by 2030, the proposal linked Toronto to Quebec City didn't include, did not include anywhere in southwestern Ontario. So I think we have to be realistic that high-speed rail is never going to come yeah, to Western Ontario. I, Marie, it's, I, it's I'm Toronto I'm, only I'm, in I'm, Quebec. I doubt that, uh, what you're saying there, because of the fact, I think, with the population explosion happening in southwestern Ontario, and I think that's going to happen for a few years, just because of the cost of things in, uh, in the GTA, I think that's a consideration. But having said that, it, and here's a totally off topic, but it makes, um, it, it, it factors into the equation. If we keep electing people different from the governing party in power, we're not going to get anything. And if people in London, we get that through their heads, well, that we keep electing people that don't have any sway or pull in the province or in the, um, in the federal government, it's not going to come. 
if you want to get smart about it and you want something, you've got to elect those who are in power. And Either blue or red, that's. not orange. That's, 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 that's right. That's, that's plain and simple. Orange bottom controls line. municipal councils, yeah. it yeah. seems. You can, you, can, you can vote orange as much as you want. You I mean, Ford and Trudeau have gotten along, I think, better than people would have thought. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean. They have to. Yeah. They yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, they so, have to. Is exactly right. As well as Ford and Olivia True have to get along. I mean, we'll see how that works. Well, yeah, we'll see how that works. We'll, we'll see what the uh, how the power to the mayor works now <laughs> in Toronto. There's good and bad with all of that. I yeah. I like the idea, but maybe Ford won't like it now that uh, yeah. is given to Toronto. But I think you know one of the problems with Via One, and and I've taken Via One when I had meetings downtown Toronto. It was great because. You know, you could just walk up to Toronto headquarters and, and, and be back here and by five thirty six o'clock. The trouble is in southwestern Ontario, uh, freight trains take priority over passenger yeah. trains. And there's only one track once you get out of the city. Yep. And so if they even just twinned the tracks, so regardless of high speed, but have one designated for passenger trains, then it wouldn't be the stop-and-go process that it is as you get closer to Toronto. And, and Lord knows, you know, there's usually enough land uh, that the railway owns. But, you know, they themselves aren't making a lot of money. And so it, it's all about where do you who's, make who's the money? Who's not making a lot of money? The railway? CNCP. I mean, they 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 make some money. The pro- One they, of the problems though with VIA is, VIA one is that they don't have the rolling stock. So if you if you want extra freight trains, one of the reasons that in our automotive industry here, they there isn't enough car rail trains to get the product out on time. They're, they they slowed up the production of new new freight uh, carriers. Uh, so it's uh, there's a combination of everything. But high speed rail, uh, it'll never happen in southwestern Ontario. So okay, so I ho- I I love you, Murray, but I hope you're dead wrong. <laughs> oh, I, I would I, too, I, but I, I think I'm more and, and again, realistic. What what, what percentage? Each of you, what percentage would you put it at high-speed rail 50 years from now? 2%. I put it at 100%. 100%? Yep. Because even though London is growing and and the federal government wants a half a million immigrants a year, which is absolutely ridiculous to have that many people. In a country this big? I, I no, think. Roger, Roger, we don't have homes for the people oh, no, now. No, you're, you're, you're we don't right. have yes. the okay. hospitals. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't have you, the education. Yep. And I don't see the federal government giving a lot of money for municipalities to house, to educate, to take health care. So you, over the next four or five years, have 2.5 million people? I mean, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it is, but the governments have to realize in order for this country to, to grow, uh, to be prosperous, we have to have that. And yes, you know, it's always the chicken or the egg. Do you let people in the country and then we're... Uh, um, expand the infrastructure or do you expand the infrastructure and then let the people in the country? So that's the what the governments are dealing with and it's a very difficult one to deal with and uh, you got to make tough decisions like that. And again, you got to elect people that are part of the government's <laughs> in power. I can't say that enough. That's a good spot to end it. I appreciate you both coming in.